Hello, I'm Hal Lublin. And I'm Mark Gagliardi. Since the dawn of humanity, one issue has gone unsettled. With the fate of the world in the balance, we're here to settle once and for all. Best fonts. That's right. Don't worry, everyone. We got this. Podcasts should have a theme song. Podcasts should not have a theme song. Yes, they should. No, they shouldn't. They sound good. Yeah, but people are just going to skip past it. Hmm. You know what? You're right. We got this. All right. Fix your dials. All right. Here we go. Set your radio style to spooky. (laughs) Oh, we're using that. That's it. Yeah. Welcome to the beginning. Well, is it? Ooh. Lisa Malina Weber, you're here. You're Weber. Lisa Malina Weber. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Hal, did you hear who we got <laughs> this week? We got Lisa Malina Weber. I can't I'm believe it. I parked my car. Hey, <laughs> hey, Donnie, <laughs> shut up. I'm on the podcast. <laughs> what is up, Laser? <laughs> hey, friend. How are you? This is exciting. I'm so good. It's wonderful to see your beautiful faces. It's wonderful, wonderful to see your beautiful face. We started just a couple of minutes late because there was a yes. an impressive D&D game uh, happening in your Zoom home, to which yes. we were only privy for little five-second snippets only every few minutes. Your your mic would pop in, and we would just hear a, a little bit of magic. Yeah, I didn't manage to tune you into the parts where he said, no, the velociraptors that you captured are too scared to enter this fight. <laughs> uh, you can't get them to fight for you. Uh, but yeah, my my incredible husband Richard Molina Weber uh, runs yes. a D and D after school program for children, and it's so is, sweet. It is a wonderful thing because yeah, I only hear his side of it, and so he he says things like, "No, you don't have that spell yet." Um, <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, what age? Eleven to fifteen. Perfect, and one thirty-five yeah. year old. And one thirty-five year old. <laughs> He's like, "Hey, thanks." I'm, hey, I'm so happy. Uh, it's great. I mean, it's like. The absolute, as a human, it would be your, it's either your absolute nightmare or a thing you're really good at. Like in a room of 12 year olds who want to play D and D, like, can you imagine? But he is so good at it. So <laughs> I'm, I'm really happy for him. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, we're not here to talk about D and D for no, Pete's sake. Not. That's why we kicked him to the other room. Yeah. <laughs> He's banished. Banished. Banishment spell. Banishment spell. Level five. Ooh. We're here today to talk about fonts. Now, we have talked in the past on this show about the worst font. Was that a whole episode or was that a... Uh, it was a whole episode. That was a, we did a whole episode on what's the worst font. Today, right. though, we're going to keep it positive and we're going to focus on the best font. Yes. This was suggested by the same person who suggested worst font, which is Amazing. Kristen Kelly. who Oh, Kristen Kelly, constantly, MVP. Yeah, who constantly emails either A lists of topic ideas or B very specific detailed questions about, Hey, ask Mark if he remembers in 1998 when he was at a Shoney's and his tire popped. I, I don't, I don't know where she gets no. all of her information. We never know. We just have to be at peace with that. Wow. So what yeah. was the worst font? The worst font was wingdings. Yeah. It's unreadable by anything yeah. other than a computer. Okay, great. Yes, that's correct. Although who doesn't love having a bunch of tiny hearts? True. That's true. Yeah. That's not what we're here to talk about. It was the bridge between the emojis and typesetting. Right. But we've come so far. We have. <laughs> Could you imagine just post Gutenberg typesetter with Steve teeny Gutenberg. little, yeah, Steve Gutenberg mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. teeny little wingdings trying to put them into a thing. And then, you know, the big fukunk, 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 like, gummy ink maraca you know what i'm talking about you guys yeah, went to like he just he just puts like one eggplant in and then he has, <laughs> yeah. takes him like an hour to put it together and he puts it on somebody's doorstep and then hides around the corner like this is going to be great <laughs> my velvety robes are all flutter with excitement <laughs> Laser, why did you pick this topic? Among the many, you submitted a number of topics. I'm not going to say you were like, best font or I walk. Only but, or I yeah. walk. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I like fonts. Um, I like typefaces. I, we had a double click song about a pretentious person. 
mm-hmm. um, that was kind of based on somebody I dated who wouldn't say font, would only say typeface. And that was the lyric of the song. You won't say font because you always say typeface. <laughs> and since then, I actually really liked that person mm-hmm. and still do. But the, I think that that's funny. Uh, just the idea that there's like a thing to correct people about. I love that. <laughs> sure. um, and then I, I don't know. I think about fonts a lot because I do. I like do video editing. I write a lot of documents. And as I do that, I, I find myself having strong preferences. What's like, your what are your go to's? Well, when I'm like, for example, if I'm in a Google Doc, which I am frequently mm-hmm. and I'm typing up back in the before times when I'd make a very long Google Doc about our tour plans. Mm-hmm. Um I would immediately change away from Calibri, which is my least favorite font. That's the default font inside a Google document. Yep. I change it to Oswald. If you're not familiar, I don't know Oswald. It's a very sexy. It's a sans Ooh. Um, serif, but it's a little bit more compact. It's a little bold, and it just makes things like fun. It's just like, ooh, this isn't even like something you type. It's just something you like read. You know? Oh, I love it. Oh, yeah. I like yeah. Oswald. It's very thin. It feels a little like, yeah. uh, yeah, wow. I like that, like, a like, a uh, condensed. It, it's sexy. It is sexy. It's sexy. It looks a little like a, like a Futura condensed to me. Yeah. I am, what I'm doing as we describe different fonts that are available specifically mm-hmm. within Google Docs, I'm taking our spreadsheet, which is that we got this episode tracker, which is a private, this is mm-hmm. the, this is a staff only spreadsheet and I'm changing <laughs> the font. So that I can see what it looks like. My go-to, I hate Calibri as well. There's something that feels very weird. Just, I just, I look at it. I'm like, no, I, it's just, I can't explain what I don't like about it, but I love Arial because it's very mm-hmm. clean. It's got like good lines. It's pleasing to look at uppercase and lowercase, but this switching to Oswald, this is Oswald's nice. Your joy. And it has like an, uh, a deco feel to it. It feels like 19, 19- 30s or 40s mm. it has that kind of feel to it which i really kind of dig that aesthetic yeah it makes you feel not like like it's finished it makes it feel make the document feel less like i feel like calibri is just like we're all just slopping something together and you put mm-hmm. it in oswald <laughs> and you're like right i'm about to take an important adventure and i have a, a dossier here when you uh g- w- growing up writing papers, would you ever go with a fun font, or did you keep it pretty? Because like I w- I would get in trouble because I'd do papers and I'd be like, hey man, my computer has American typewriter as a choice, which does not look like an American typewriter, did it? So much as a Chiron that would have the sound of a typewriter behind it in a movie Ooh. as it one letter at a time wrote out the word. You and I are, are the same. I love American typewriter. I love me some I typewriter. Love American yeah, but you know who didn't? Think... My teachers. Well, they're like I, Times I think, New Roman. I think that my school also, they were very much like there's a specific font. I mm-hmm. think there were a lot of youths who were using different fonts to have to write to sh- shorten their word requirements and their page requirements on their Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. If you used a copper plate gothic logic, to write a paper, you can write a three-page paper that is as long as a Hallmark card. Yeah, it's good stuff. I want to break this down because there's so many great fonts to choose from. There's uh, a fun history to a lot of them. And that history sort of becomes an interesting way, I think, to break down these fonts or typefaces, as your ex would get onto us about Shout saying. Out. You know who you are. Right. <laughs> I Though I did in my yeah. studies find that it, people can get uh, they're pretty serious about that. And I found that the difference is the typefaces is what the letters look like. The font is the combination of the typeface, the weight, and the size. So like Times New Roman is a typeface, but Times New Roman Bold 12 is a font. Mm. See, this is important. This is the that important was- stuff. All my papers were Times New Roman, I think, because yeah. it felt like the Microsoft Word or Corel Word Perfect. I was mm-hmm. a Word Perfect guy for, I was like, this will be around forever. Word Perfect <laughs> is the superior word processing pro. It's done. It's gone already. He That's told nice. everyone on CompuServe. Oh, I was mid right at, yeah. <laughs> I'll show you. I've got a, I've got ICQ. This will be here forever. I'll put it on my zip disk. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait. This my is, husband I got my still remembers disk. his ICQ number, by the way. He still knows it. It's one of the things I love most. That's I don't know what an ICQ is. Yeah. It's like an internet way it to was, it connect. It used to be like AIM, A-I-M. Yeah. Oh, okay. Gotcha. 
I remember AIM. In Gaglia 105, from the time I, I was like 10. Oh, my, my God. That's great. Tattoo. Oh. My, the pre-emoji days. Wow. This is another reason I love typefaces. I spent yeah. 10 years deciding what font to get my lesson three tattoo. <laughs> what is that? What Pretty font great. is that? Is that Oswald? No. Uh, I don't remember, but I know that I spent a long time on it. <laughs> and it looks different if I <laughs> fold it. I think it's a... I think it's like a Helvetica, to be honest. I okay. tried. I was like, maybe I'll do something cool and like bit bitty, you know, bitty, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. pixelated. But then I was like, you know, it's classic, classic, like a Helvetica. classic. The cla- look, Helvetica is one of the classics for a reason. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to wind up being one of our finalists. I think so. Too. If only for its ubiquity. But I'd like to go back a little further to the beginning for this typefaces called such because. They were hand lettered into with little metal, the face of the a little metal plate into blocks created at foundries and a foundry would use a, a variety of different typefaces to create these movable type printing press prints. And the originals were the ones with serifs on them. And I think that is the big first question. Do you think that there's a benefit in us choosing a serif based font and a sans serif font and sending those? to duke it out against one another because it does feel like that's the to be or not to be of this particular episode. I think that's true. How do you have serif opinions? I uh, don't remember what a serif is. Okay. I just so look at serifs, it and say, this is pretty. It's like, it's like the little pieces, like the little flares and stuff. Serifs right? are, yeah, they're the little, uh, they're designed to emulate features of handwritten letters Right. So it's a little imperfection. That were created when words were, when, you know, when books were copied by monks by hand and there'd be little flourishes on individual letters. I think they have their place. Well, their place is specifically in text bodies. Right. Like Oswald is a sans serif font. It's very clean. And Mm -hmm. I think I like, that's part of what I like about it. Helvetica also feels like very heavy, like late sixties, early to mid seventies vibe. It's not sterile. Not sterile in a mm-hmm. bad way, but like ver- like super clean lines. I like those unless you're designing something that is specifically supposed to be more flowery. Like we, we were talking about Dungeons and Dragons. Their mm-hmm. logo, the sort of uh, feel of it where it looks like a, it yeah. looks like treasure is iconic. And I, I like that it's not perfect. If that was in a clean sort of – It, it would feel right. Yeah, if it was in like a block style, I wouldn't, I wouldn't like it. I'll I know what I like about – Something, something like, know. something like Oswald though, and yeah. something without serifs, specifically designed to catch the eye from far away. Mm-hmm. So that is designed, uh, sans serif fonts designed for looking at a billboard or a sign or something where you need to see immediately what it is. Something with serifs, those little lines tend to make it easier on your eye to read a book. So mm-hmm. I can't imagine Oswald in a block of text. You know what sure. I mean? No. That's what, that's, I guess, in the, a question we have to ask ourselves in this is, are we thinking for massive quantities of text? Or are we thinking for like something fun to look at that is, or the, the most versatile? Or what, what are we looking for? Are we looking for the prettiest font? Are we looking for something the most useful? Are we looking for something we would see on a sign, like a Garamond or a Bodoni or some sort of transitional era or modern era serif font? That you would read, like one of them, I don't remember which one it is. I think it was Bodonia's, all of, uh, Penguin Classics. Like they, that whole printing press uses just this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess that depends on whether we think words are meant to be read or to be looked at and admired. Oh, interesting. Yeah. No, that, that makes perfect sense. I mean, for, I mean, for purposes I mean, of this. I guess when, when you're thinking of fonts. Mm hmm. Because I, I mean, Helvetica is a serif font, right? Mm-hmm. But no, no serif serifs in Helvetica. Really? No, yeah, it's super sans serif. Yeah, super. Yeah, it's like super like, clean. It's well, there are little, like little those like little babies. Tail. Okay, so it 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 has yeah. to go out. Has There's little flourishes. Out. It's got it's got the flourish on the A on the lowercase mm-hmm. A. It's got the double decker lowercase G. I think, or is it a no, single? It doesn't. It's a it's single decker the, lowercase G. Yeah, it's it's not it's the it's G. yeah. Okay, I see. It's not it. double loops. Yeah. The idea behind Helvetica was that it was so easy on the eye. Okay. Like you didn't even need the serifs for it, for it to be in a block of text. Oh, and it okay. to, it, and for it to it be, be anything. 
Exactly. It's beautiful enough and it's unobtrusive enough that your focus is not on the letters. It's like, could you imagine reading a book in papyrus? No, that'd be Don't, super distracting. I'd rather die. Don't you think there's like a, a th- like Helvetica is really nice. Franklin Gothic is the version that looks like it looks a lot like Hel- Helvetica, but it has like the double loop G. So the G looks a little bit fancier. Mm-hmm. That to me is like a, is like a good compromise between a serif font and a sans serif where it's like, like Helvetica is, is very meat and potatoes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like it's clean here. You know what every letter is. You could easily write it out. Like that's exactly how I write a G. I don't write, I don't do my G's like Franklin Gothic where it's like a loop and then goes down yeah. and there's another cool loop. I wish I did. My handwriting has gotten, I had bad handwriting mm-hmm. as a child and a teenager and then typing became more and more prevalent. And I just started writing everything all caps, which I do now, but it's like I'm writing myself a prescription, whatever it is. <laughs> I can't even read it when I'm done. I'm like, Oh, I've got to go to the store. I've got to get chips, hers, Merzel. I have to gotta get flirms. And oh my gosh, I can't believe we're out of Dude, Hersmerzel. I've been watching those commercials for Hersmerzel, and mm-hmm. the list of side effects is longer than the list of benefits. So I'm never yeah. gonna use it. Well, it gets rid of the itch. percent chance that you'll get them, which is <laughs> yeah. so high. <laughs> it's so high. Hersmerzelitis. So bad. Um, Let me throw out a thing you mentioned, Franklin Gothic. Mm-hmm. Okay, I need to Google Some of these throw back to, again, this is all from, I was saying before we started this, I did a crash course in typography this afternoon. And there really are like different movements and moments in time. The sans serif that we all know and love, Helvetica, actually is a second generation, a neo-grotesque based on the OG sans serif grotesque. So Helvetica really is, it's really cool, but it is pretty much a ripoff of a font called grotesque and then after that was a another it's almost like art movements there's a movement called humanism that wanted to emulate more like human writing and that was where you got more flourishes within a so no serifs but still flourishes that's where you got the double decker g yeah like optima Ver, verdana right tahoma and some things being on off kilter axes instead of completely vertical like you think of times new roman and how vertical it is but then you look at old style ones like antiqua and baskerville which is an older one not quite old style but anyway but they have like where they're on Almost like an angle, like the O's and the any of the rounded pieces. I want to throw out a personal favorite of mine that has a bonkers story that I would love to see go into whatever finals we have. Comic Sans. Okay. Go ahead. Comic Sans. No, Futura. Oh, sure. Do you know the story of Futura? Tell us the story. I will tell you the story of Futura. In Germany in the 1920s, it was invented as a geometric modernist font you'll notice in futura all of the o's are perfect circles the v's are like sharp blades everything is so specific and clean that's the whole point of it is it's geometrically clean was this guy um paul renner renner Renner? yes thank you oh so paul renner creates this as a response to what the germans were using which was these very stylized like they were drawn with a chisel block letters He comes up with this in 1927, and it is immediately viewed as anti-German. And when Hitler comes to power, he flees to Switzerland and continues his work there, where he is deemed a uh, an outsider, intellectual, and undesirable. Later, the Nazis decide that, nope, we changed our mind. These sort of chiseled-looking, harsh-like, you know that German look of letters like, Wolfenstein, like that type of font, is deemed too Jewish. So then the Nazis start using Futura. But by this time, Futura had spread all around the world. Because it was such an easy-to-read font, it became the font that was used by scientists and ultimately wound up being the font that is on the moon. It's the one that landed with Apollo. More important than that, Mark? Uh Uh-huh. You know where Futura is found? Where? On our logo. Is Futura bold? Which is it really? Mm-hmm. Which which words? We got we this? got this with Mark and Hal. Every is it all? Letter. Wait, all the all of those? Every other letter of we got every this. other letter. Wow, it's it's every other letter is a different font. But to Uri Kelman's discover. credit, he did 
a lot of warping and moving and yeah. shaping. Yes. Of yes, he did. I love Futura as a clean alternative. That's the one mm-hmm. that for years I've used as my resume on the backs of my headshots. Nice. That as an actor is a big thing. Like what, what font is your name on the front going to be? And yeah. what font is your resume going to be? How many different pictures would have, are you going to be a fireman in one yeah. of them? What kind of phone are you going to be holding? Are you going to have a hammer and a smile and a hard hat? Yeah. For anyone who's wondering, those are Hal's headshots and uh, <laughs> you can find those on the internet. <laughs> That's right. They're out there. They're out there and they're very good. I love, I love a good Bauhaus story. My favorite, my favorite artists are the people who are like, let's make a cool house and call it the Bauhaus. And then, oops, Nazis. <laughs> bye. <laughs> a bunch of, yeah. bunch of good folks came out of that. Yeah, that was a Oslo groovy movement. Oh, 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 you kidding me? They just made, they just, they were like, art, let's do it weird. And that was, it's good stuff. Yeah, for sure. I feel like it's very similar to a lot of like, not exactly, but I, I don't know if you in your research did the story of the, um, like how they design like, like road signs and like highway signs and mm-hmm. all of those fonts. Cause that's like so specific. Cause you have to make sure that none of the letters look the same, like even from super duper far away. And these are, those are all specifically sans serifs. Yeah. They actually talk about this a lot for things that need to be clean and specific. Like New York city subways use Helvetica because it is mm. clean and easy to read. <laughs> Gil Sands. It's a humanist. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Hi, I'm uh, Gil, Gil Sands. Sands. I'm Laser's father. <laughs> Gil Sands is what all of the British signage is in. That one was made in 1928. Yeah. And it's super, super British signage. Gil Sands, how the hell are you doing? <laughs> it's me, Gil Sands. I'm Frutiger. Laser's father. Frutiger's another one. So proud of my one. child. <laughs> Sorry, what? what? What, what? It's me, Gil Sands. Mr. I Sands. I barely hear you. I'm sorry, all the talking I'm I've done. What a prat I am. <laughs> sorry. Touch of the dropsy. Well, you, you dropped some of it on your mustache, sir. <laughs> I could And there are the bangers and mash I had for lunch. Oh, good. That's the whole banger in there. Whole banger. <laughs> Dad. Sorry, Laser. You know, I'm so proud of you being on the podcast and whatnot. <laughs> oh, there's it's my pillow. When I'm on your podcast, it's really weird. <laughs> it's great taste. I mean, he loves this podcast. He loves it. <laughs> We're very big in the Laser's Dad community. <laughs> Huge. Can I throw out a font I love that I know won't win? Mm-hmm. Yes. But I just want to say it, which is LCD, which is the classic is font LCD? of all digital clocks. Oh. It is a trademark font, but it is very much like the present and the future of a very specific yeah. and short window of time of that yeah. like late 1970s through the maybe, maybe mid 1980s. And I just mm-hmm. love the look of it. Like I, the TV it, show 24. That, that, well, that, yeah, well, that is supposed to be a digital display. So every time you look at a digital, the classic yeah. digital clock, mm-hmm. that is the LCD font, which is trademarked, I think, by the company that first put out. LCD, I think. I always thought that was very clever. Yeah. S- it can be kept in any letter can be made out of an eight with an X in it. Mm-hmm. Right? That's like basically the light pattern that they have and they had to yeah. create every version of a letter within that. Yeah, they had to, I mean, like they had to figure out which angles to use, which is mm-hmm. very f- f- clever and I don't know. I think that's great. I think the mine. This is weird, but the Minecraft font is very good. Like they also did one was like dots, and it's kind of trying to look like a little like pixelated. Obviously, because Minecraft is super right. pixelated. Mm-hmm. Um, is it the one that looks like an old eight bit Nintendo? Like mm-hmm. all your base are belong to us. Like that kind of. You have no chance to survive. Make your time. It's exactly that, and it it look. <laughs> I don't know. It's just kind of like a nice. It's very friendly. Yeah. But it has that vibe of like mm-hmm. everything is um, made from the same things, even though it, it totally isn't. A bit nostalgic as well, I think. Yeah. Too, that helps. That it, you, that you spend so many hours as a kid seeing that font, or I did, seeing that font on a screen. You right. know, when you were playing Minecraft as a kid. When I was playing Minecraft as a kid, I'm thinking of like the well, just <laughs> pixely. Yeah. 
Like I, the word, the number of times I read dysentery in a font similar to that, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> mood, mood. So what are we looking at? Is what do we think makes for a great font? And have we decided if we are reading the font or looking at it? I love that question. Is there one that works well for both? If there is that kind of like you laid out all these criteria and as I'm listening to it, I'm like, why do I have to choose between the, those? Certainly yeah. of all the fonts that exist, there must mm-hmm. be one, even if it's stronger in reading versus looking, there, there mm-hmm. must be somewhere that are meant for reading that work well looking and conversely some that work well looking that are okay reading. It's going to be stronger one or the other. That's mm-hmm. just sort of the nature. That's the typeface game, right? It's the typeface game. As my father, Gil Sands, always said. <laughs> yes, yes. The typeface game. Very good. That's why I keep coming back to Futura for me, because I think it is with the very specific angles that are within it. And the fact that all of the O's are round is just, I think, cool. Oh, it's gorgeous. I mean, Helvetica has that vibe, too, of something mm-hmm. that you can read and is also pretty. Mm-hmm. I think Times New Roman is just just so it's not new. No. Times? No. It's yeah, barely Roman. <laughs> Do you want to know a fun oh, little uh yeah, the little story of that? More Back than at the turn of the, the century, world, I figured they needed a new typeface. It's it's not a it look, it's not a long story. They needed a new typeface. Two different companies made it. One called it Times Roman and one called it uh, Times New Roman for the Times of London. One was the linotype printer. One was the monotype printer. That's the only difference. Wow. And they created it for the Times to make it more easily readable. The Times of London back at the turn of the uh, 20th century or not long after. And one of the only places where you cannot find Times New Roman is in the pages of the London Times or the Times oh. of London. Because they, uh, through the papyrus. years, have gotten away from it. Yes, yeah. everything is in papyrus except the comics pages, which are, of course, in Comic Sans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is a bad newspaper. It's yeah, really it's bad. It's a terrible newspaper. It's not even um, really stories anymore. There's a coupon. It's just one big coupon that says, go to the internet. It's not, you can't even cash it in for internet service, but they make it look like a coupon with the dotted lines and everything. That's very good. I know this isn't a worst font thing, but... Mm-hmm. An old friend of mine used to have a joke that papyrus as a font was in itself a disclaimer that anything written in papyrus didn't have to be true, which is why <laughs> it was used on so many like new age health products and stuff. It's oh, like, that's so good. Guaranteed to make your life better. <laughs> yeah. it's It tells you how much things cost at this spa, though. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. is it really going to How much is a much? hot rock treatment? Yeah. I don't know. They could print different. anything. Yeah. There's never was there a font better designed for the word microdermabrasion <laughs> than papyrus. Did you talk about Courier in your bad font times or your good font? I mean, Courier is a, is a font that has a function for sure. Yes. Yes. What? Say more. Well, because it's a it's a width even width font, right? right. I was going to so say because I was just, as a musician, I imagine you enjoy a fixed width font. I mean, it, it has its place. Yeah. I mean, y'all are actors. You spend mm-hmm. a lot of time with fixed width fonts. Sure. Your day to days, but they're gross. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're not like that fun to like write in or read, I think, but they make you feel like you're doing a real script. Feels yeah. official. Yeah. It feels purely functional though. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like. Like, I don't know that anybody's done, like, a fun fixed-width font. I don't know. Um, But I do love, as a person who uses, you know, guitar tabs, uh, if you you have a non-fixed-width font, it's impossible Mm -hmm. to read tablature. So there's definitely a place for them. And really, what Courier is, is like a recreation of what it looks like when a typewriter types things, which American Mm -hmm. typewriter does in a more interesting way. Yeah. It looks better. Yeah, because it's yeah, like it's more interesting. Yeah. Yeah. This is like this is the what courier is a worker bee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Courier's just a worker bee. It's just like yeah. a yeah. It's getting the job done. I can read the script really well. It all lays out right and it's not hard to follow at all. Speaking of Blah. functional fixed width things, 
I was so I bought a typewriter not long ago at an estate sale just because it was this cool old typewriter and it worked and the ribbon like I I put a new ribbon in it and it's like it's a proper functioning typewriter mm. but it does not have uh, a number one on the numbers when you go it starts at two and goes to zero. Is it missing the key or was it like a choice? Like there will be no number one at our typewriter company. (laughs) Yeah, that is exactly what it was. It was a complete choice for a compact typewriter because it's identical to and lowercase L. You know how you sell that as a company? You show it to them and they go, where's number one? And you go, you're looking at it. (laughs) Boo. (laughs) How many should I put you down for? 30? (laughs) But yeah, if you want to type a, a one, you have to type a lowercase L. That's so I love I that. that. Yeah. Oh, you love it. I, love I hate that. it. I don't I why. love it. <laughs> Just figure it out. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> There's other things that look like it. I used a P. My one has flair. <laughs> Use a close parentheses. Call your debt. I don't know. Deal with it. <laughs> um, speaking it's, of old my one is stretching. <laughs> old timey fonts and old timey things like the tweeness of a typewriter. More points for Futura. I know I'm pitching Futura hard. More yeah. points for Futura. For uh, Futura, it is the font of every Stanley Kubrick and Wes Anderson movie. Oh. It's the one that they use in everything. I don't know if that's a plus or a minus. Depends on it the is. movie. It depends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wes Anderson is one of those things that my I've been talking about him a lot. I think about him a lot because we're quarantined. I see him every f-ing day. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Uh, my husband. Why do you see him every day? My husband. Oh, I thought you said Wes Anderson. Other humans. Oh no. Wes Anderson is one of the people that my husband and I have had to agree to disagree on because I just don't, um, get it, but I be for you. But Futura is often the font when, when, when there's like something and I'm like, I like that font. Usually it's Futura. Yeah. I'm like, I wonder what that font is. Stanley Kubrick, that's scary stuff, right? That's like, there's like blood and stuff in those, right? That's yeah, gross. that font bleeds. Ew. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it leads. Oh, can we talk about drippy blood font? If something is yes. written in drippy blood font. That's the best font. Okay. Let's talk about some of the crazy ones. Rocky Horror uh, forget, Picture Show. Forget the actual officially named typefaces. I want to talk about old-timey Western font. I want to talk about drippy blood font. I want to talk about lightning bolt, 80s, heavy metal rock and roll font. I love them. Like love all of these all. are stylized for advertising and not so much for reading. Could you imagine reading a book that's written in Metallica? I love those fonts. <laughs> and I used to, like when you make posters and stuff and you want to just like mm-hmm. have some fun, those are fun. And you can go to like websites and download mm-hmm. them. But I've recently gotten really into this website called Canva where you can just make stuff on internet. Love it's it. so good. And I've bought the pro. I've bought the pro. So you just get access to all of the fonts. And it's yes. so good. It's and called Canva. Can, I have to try this. Oh, it's so good. Um, and the, it's where you can, they also have templates for animated zoom backgrounds, which is very good as well, where Ooh, you can have yes. like an angel wing, angel halo and wings, or it makes you look like you have like a, a cool dossier of like a spy. Um, but yeah, they have all the fonts and it's very good. It, it's very fun to make logos in and it's very fun to like, yeah, now you're, it's a wizard font or it's a blood font or it's a, this one's made of clouds. It's <laughs> so much fun. Oh my God. They're like old school, like nineties version of fun fonts is (laughs) did you ever have a happy names or a place like that where they would paint your name on stuff and it was always there was a place in knoxville called happy names and they had this font i don't know if it was a a big company or if this was a proprietary right next to dead names and yeah yeah. Yeah, they had all of the adjectives that you start you go through all the dwarfs first and then you have (laughs) the seven alt dwarfs yeah but it was always like big dots and it was always like it looked like a connect the dots like dots and lines because it was the easiest thing to teach a bunch of high school kids working at the mall who were oh. personalizing thing is, things is it they're like it's just dots and lines that's our font and so oh, half I of the hear- stuff i had growing up had that sort of whimsical font on it so it's kind of like when you go to like the pier and you get your name mm-hmm. written on a board exactly or something, except that you bring in your own toy box and get something <laughs> yeah uh they oh no they would sell you the toy box they had like oh, okay. just a bunch of plain stuff for kids 
which I realize is a terrible selling point for a Plain store. stuff for kids here. <laughs> hey, do you, do you want a plane? solid blue lunchbox? Like it was that kind of stuff. But, but then you'd go Mark. up and they'd be like, hey, what do you like? I was like, ah, music, art. So I had a red lunchbox that said Mark in Happy Names font and had a little music note and a little palette, like a little art palette. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. They were, a, it's a clip art store. They're a clip art yeah. store. Yeah. This, like yeah. the lines and dot. Yeah. Yeah. It's a or like a bar mitzvah, part. like for your bar mitzvah. Like, oh, they did custom centerpieces <laughs> for Hal's bar mitzvah. Did you see? It said Hal's bar mitzvah. You now you have it on a piece of plastic. Somebody and somebody will take yeah, it home exactly. and keep it for years. And yeah. for what? For nothing. I'd buy one if anybody still has that. I still have boxer shorts that I got for dancing my pants off. Wait, dancing your pants off? Sorry. Dancing my pants off at a bat mitzvah. I still have the boxer shorts that say, "I danced my pants off at Raina Brightstein's bat mitzvah." <laughs> this, this is so weird. I I had boxer shorts from bat mitzvahs mm-hmm. too. Like, it's just the weirdest gift. Like a bunch of what about something that's underwear? directly in touch with their genitals? Can we give that to a bunch of thirteen-year-olds as a favor? Thirteen-year-olds are comfortable with their bodies, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, they yeah, love I this. Think so I you know what? So. Let's. The one thing they want to think about the most is what kind of underwear that they're wearing. We're going to take that right out. We're going to put Jacob's name on a piece of cloth, and then they're all going to wear it over their crotch, or the girl, or like the the girls will wear it as shorts to the yeah. to the pool, and they'll and have it's, Jacob's it's, name on it. It's white uh, and has a big open flap in the front. So lots yeah. of opportunities for embarrassment. Here's where the pig comes out. <laughs> but what so font is that in? Papyrus. Uh, Futura. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Incredible. So did y'all get the chart that I sent you? That is the yes, as Which is the fantastic. alignment chart. It does Would you like to go over this, please? Futura or Helvetica. It says Times New Roman is lawful good, which I could see. Mm-hmm. I guess it's lawful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It says Georgia is neutral good. We haven't talked about Georgia at all. Georgia looks like an old style. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or no, it's, it's very it's basic. Like it's like transitional. It's there for you. It's got the serifs, but everything's up and down. It's not on weird angles to look like human writing. Fairly Here- thick. They say Garamond is chaotic good, which is interesting. That's where I would put Futura probably. Yeah. I like Garamond is chaotic good because it, it does have the chaotic element of the dynamic range between the thin parts and the thick parts of the letters. Yes. Absolutely. You know? What a great thing to say. Uh, <laughs> lawful neutral Ariel. I would put Helvetica there, although Ariel is definitely. A good standard. Yeah. Cambria. Can I can I hit pause and just say a few things about Ariel? Please do, Gags. Ariel is a <laughs> ripoff. Ariel is a ripoff of Helvetica, which is a ripoff of Grotesque. Goddamn. Mm. Ariel was only, I think I, I didn't come across this in my reading today, but I remember hearing somewhere that Ariel only exists because Apple didn't license Helvetica. And so they just made up their own version of Helvetica. So I loved Ariel, but then I was like, oh, once I realized it's just a non-proprietary Helvetica that Apple made. It's like, yeah, so that lawful neutral spot, Helvetica could just be put there. They take fonts so seriously. A couple of years ago, I got to go to not the main Apple campus, but the the Apple Beats campus in Culver City down here. Mm -hmm. And I was Apple meeting Beach with like campus. Is that what you the, said? The, uh, beats. It was like, it used to be the beats. It used to be like a beats campus, but Am- Apple had purchased beats at what the do you time. Mean a beats it was like shortly there. Like beats by Dre. Yeah. Beats by Dre. Cause they purchased beats. So it used to be the beats office. And then now gotcha. it had become an Apple office. So okay. I went there to meet with like the head of Apple podcasts, like one of the big people there just sort of talk about it. And they have monitors up everywhere with like here's stuff that's going on and they were like the newest font is here that i looked at it i was like yeah i feel like i've seen that before i didn't want to say anything but <laughs> it's such a big deal it was such yeah. a big yeah. deal that feels like a thing though with these fonts some people are going to listen to this podcast and they're going to agree that they are a big deal and that yeah. we're not taking it seriously <laughs> like yeah, there's such minutiae too bad yeah. you know what i mean like i went online and i saw two 
epic legendary fonts and there's big fights between these this font these two fonts over which one's right is it dido or is it this other one and i was like well, what is the difference between them and they literally could only point out i think six differences one of them was the capital g has a little tail on it and that's these are like the only differences between these it's it's there's such minutia that goes into these i love it i love specific stuff i love yeah time. yeah I had a good joke about how I used to love Ariel, and that's how I knew I was bisexual. We can move on. Um, Cambria <laughs> uh true neutral. Uh, that's fine. Cambria's the one that you of... initially said you hate, right? No, Calibri's the one I hate. Calibri. Calibri. Which is the next one on this. It's chaotic neutral, which I disagree. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I it looks like it. an unhealthy Ariel. I hate it. Yeah, Calibri <laughs> is... Like, uh, there's something wrong here. Like, this is spaced a little too far apart. And there's that's something, what, like, it, what, it that's what I think unfinished. it is for me. It's, it's too far apart. I think it's if, just too easy to read. <laughs> yeah, it makes whatever you're saying not flourishy enough. Like, yeah. y'all know I like a little panache. It, Calibri is panache-free. Yeah. It is yeah. sans. It's not sans serif. It is sans anything. Yeah. Just let me, give me something. Right. And then I know we're not talking negative, but this says lawful evil is courier, which I love, like a lawful yeah. evil. Mm-hmm. I just like imagining that, like going to hell and there being a demon who's like, everything has to be the same width. Um, and then neutral evil, comic sans, sure, absolutely. And then papyrus, <laughs> chaotic evil. Again, makes perfect Poor papyrus. I, I mean, know. listen, it didn't, it, it wouldn't, before it was completely overused by every single person's aunt, like it was fine, mm-hmm. but it's just so, it's gone so far. And in the end, it doesn't even matter. It does have also a fun origin story. It's just being used oh, yeah. incorrectly. Yeah. Papyrus was a side project for a dude in the early eighties who was working in graphic design and decided he wanted to create a font based on the question, what would the Bible look like if it was written in its time, but in English? Oh, cool. So papyrus is designed to look like ancient text, but written with romantic uh, characters, I guess. Well, in in light of that, let me be the first to say that that person failed horrifically at their goal. Oh. <laughs> and hey, that's okay. It's yeah. the, it's sometimes it's the attempt. There's, there is honor in the attempt. And I think like, that means that every Bible from now on should be printed in papyrus. That's absolutely. You should, should get to work, well. Gideons. Get but to it's work. It's so wide. It's so wide. They would have to make the paper even thinner. We have to burn every Bible. <laughs> or the book even bigger. Because, could, uh, could you imagine reading an entire book written in the Star Wars font? By which I mean the logo, not the, not the scroll, not the scroll. I would read the entire Bible in yellow scroll form. Yeah. That would be an amazing book. (laughs) Or if somebody, you could do it like that. Somebody could just open up a Bible, tilt it, and then slowly pull it away from you. (laughs) But that, like that, I think in the, in the Star Wars versus Star Trek debate, the Star Trek logo would make a better book font than the Star Wars logo. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I don't know, man. If you use that TNG font, you'd use a lot of ink printing. Well, that, that one book. is that one's too much. I mean, like the original or the yeah. or the motion picture, like that right. Star Trek. The original Star Trek is even a little uh, bit different, but the motion pictures, like Star Trek, the motion picture, Wrath of Khan, the original six. Let's call it. You know what's unrelated, but really great. Have you ever watched those videos of people like painting, but they're like painting like a font that has like straight lines? Mm-hmm. And it's so pretty. I don't, yes, that sounds like so a good go to bed to it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, get start getting that on your Instagram. Discover it's good stuff. It's just All like because right. mm, it's like this looks like it looks like it's printed, but it's a person painting it. Very. Good. I'm a big yeah. fan of drawing and painting Instagram. Yeah. Like friends who are illustrators who will do like the super sped up drawing a thing or there's just a couple of strokes of the of me putting the finishing touches on a cool painting. Like that yeah. is mm-hmm. such Zen for me. I love it. I spend a lot of time on art TikTok. Not as much time as I spend on food TikTok. I love watching uh-huh. people make and taste food mm-hmm. is the absolute best. And then the third is organization TikTok where they're like, look, 
at all these bins you can get for your refrigerator and then everything is put away and clean. Not like this cart behind me, which was a desperate attempt to have more storage for the mixer and the instant pot and the slow cooker, but which has become the snack station. It's crafty. It's got all the stuff I'm, I'm going to cook for Thanksgiving is there. Like I've started to assemble, like it's, it's a whole. Hal, your bookshelf has more fruit snacks than books on it. And that's by design. That sounds Mark. like a very specific insult. And I don't <laughs> yeah, it really is. Call me out. Well, yeah. Well, your bookshelf has more. I mean, snacks. I'm looking, and there's like a dozen. Is that just the cookbook section, or is that? And they're all cookbooks. Those are all cookbooks. Oh, okay. that's a little. Shelf. I didn't know if this was the, like it's for the cookbooks. I, I see books, and I'm like, okay, so these are house books, yeah. and then next to house books, which is you know a shelf wide, here oh, is okay. a giant case of Welch's. I did not realize that that was specifically the cookbooks. Yes. And then a bunch of, was that the bunch of, was that a fruit snacks jingle? Sorry. No, that was Hal's books in the middle of fruit snacks. That is so much better than I could have imagined it would be when I asked. That's a song I wrote a while ago. It's really good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm still waiting on that first uh, royalties check you said you were going to send. You're going to get more okay, Welch's? Just so late. It's really Maybe. big on TikTok right now. <laughs> it's huge. A lot of people are using that. On Jingle TikTok. On Jingle yeah. TikTok. That and Jason Actually, Derulo singing Savage Love. Those are the top two sounds that people are using. All right. We got to figure out what this... We have, We need to find a winner for this font okay. conversation. Want we'll to take um, a break first? The people want to know. Let's take a quick break. And then when we come back, why don't we one? each put up our MVP? We can talk about them. And see if there are any that we missed. Man, drippy blood is going to be hard not to choose. <laughs> drippy blood font is, I know I'm in Goosebumps for a really font? great movie. Goosebumps, Goosebumps font is just drippy blood font, but green, right? It's yes. my favorite Burke. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back. Hey, you like movies? What about coming up with movie ideas over the course of an hour? Because that's what we do every week on Story Break, a writer's room podcast where three Hollywood professionals have an hour to come up with a pitch for a movie or TV show based off of totally zany prompts. Like that time we reimagined Star Wars based on our phone's autocomplete. Luke Skywalker is a family man, and it's Star Wars, but it's a good idea. (laughs) How about that time we broke the story of a bunch of Disney Channel original movies based solely on the title and the poster? Okay, Sarah Hyland is a 50-foot woman. Let's just go with it, guys. Or the time we finally cracked the Adobe Photoshop feature film. Stamp tool is your Woody, and then the autofill oh, is the new Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> Join us as we have a good time imagining all the movies Hollywood is too cowardly to make. Story Break comes out every Thursday on Maximum Fun. I don't know why I'm using this voice now. Hey, I'm Janet Varney, host of the JV Club podcast. Ah, oh, high school. Was it a time of adventure, romance, and discovery? Class of 95, we did it! Or... A time of angst, disappointment, and confusion. We're all tied together by four years of trauma at this place, but enjoy adulthood, I guess. The truth is, it was both. So join me on the JV Club podcast where I invite some great friends like Kristen Bell, Angela Kinsey, Oscar Nunez, Neil Patrick Harris, and Keegan-Michael Key to talk about high school, the good, the bad, and everything in between. My teenage mood swings are getting harder to manage. The JV Club. Find it on Maximum Fun. And we're back. During the break, we each decided upon one workhorse contender and one, let's say, a little flashier contender. Think of it this way. Uh, we each picked one boxer and one pro wrestler to take into the finals. So, Laser, as our guest, would you like to yeah. start? I am going to, as my workhorse, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to go for it. And I know mm-hmm. that you said it's a copycat, but it worked. And that's Helvetica. It's a good mm-hmm. font. It's a yeah. good, it's a good font. It you improved on it, the original. It can, you use it in games. You use it in, and, in, in, you know, really everywhere. It's, it's good. I use it a lot. I'm, I don't get bored of it and I have a good time. I always, it's always a good time. For my fun contender, for my, you know, my pro wrestler, I'm going to use, I think it is a modification of the font Metro. Okay. An intense modification. Um, And that is the font used in the logo for Ask Jeeves. 
And the thing that I like about it is that it's just <laughs> so tilted, you know? It's just going somewhere. It's always going somewhere. It's sliding <laughs> off your screen. It's sliding, and you're going to go, and you're going to ask Jeeves, and the, where, the place that it's going is towards the little trademark symbol at the end of the S in F Jeeves, but... Oh, it's got that fun. Superman angle. It's got the Superman angle. Yeah. For sure. um, and I feel like you could use it for anything, especially, I mean, like your superheroes like Jeeves or Superman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It doesn't care whether all of the E's are the same size. And in fact, we prefer <laughs> that they weren't. And that's those. And the J is all over the place as far as how it lines up with the rest. Fonts don't need to just be one thing. And neither do people. And that Amen. is my TED Talk. Thank you. How? You want to go next? Oh, I think my workhorse might be Helvetica also. I really like the look of it. I like how clean it is. I have two uh, weird ones. Like, there's not much to say about it outside of what Laser has said. So I agree with Laser there. Mm-hmm. My, t- I have two fun ones. One is ITC Serif Gothic, which is the official Star Trek The Motion Picture logo mm-hmm. font and became the dominant font of the Star Trek films of my youth. Mm-hmm. And then... The other one is the weird, like, traced but lettered within a leather, letter block lettering that they used, I think, for the Logan's Run logo. I couldn't tell you the name of it. Letter like, within all, a letter? Where it's like, like yeah, big, where it's like a big block the, and then there's a line version. Inside. Yeah, and then it's like, but like the inside is hollow, like a bird's bones, and then it's, but it's the future of the 1970s. Yeah. Are, you, are you talking about the Sega logo? And the, well, no, the Sega logo is a little bit more stylized and that they, they like, what if they all, what if Star Wars and the, the Logan's Run logo had a baby? It would be the Sega logo, but bird's bones, hollow on the inside, <laughs> future of the 1970s. I will yeah. give it to like, let me out like Scrooge's money bin. Let me jump into that font and just swim for hours. That's fair. Yeah. I do. That OG Logan's Run is really good. Wait, it looks like you could ride it. Yeah, you could ride. Yeah, you could ride it, but like a yeah. like a monorail, not like a horsey. It would be a very smooth, smooth. No, ride. no, you would. Yeah, you you'd like slide along it, kind of like a yeah, like a Mario Kart. Race. Yeah, mm-hmm. like you're gliding on the joyous luminescence of neon because it yes. does have a very neon look to it. Mm-hmm. Super Troni, super. Yeah, I'm into that. All right, I'm down. I'm down, Mark. I'm gonna say, you know, it's funny. I feel like our winner has already emerged. I think so too. Simply because not only based on the fact that there is a 2007 independent feature film dedicated to this font, but also because both of you chose it as your workhorse. And I was debating between this for its sheer non-obtrusiveness and Futura, but I think I'm going to go with Futura just because I want to give that Bauhaus movement my, I I gotta say, I was very close. Like I, I love a Futura. I love it very much. It may not be like the most. I just can't imagine living in a world where we have to print every book in Futura. Right. It feels very 1984. Yeah. It would be a difficult thing to do. There was a moment when I switched from writing the resume that goes with my headshot in, from having it in uh, Futura and switching it over and having it in Helvetica, which is what I have it in now. You know how disappointing it is that your res- your acting resume isn't done in like the Showtime font where there's a film strip on the top and bottom? Look, man, now we're getting to my favorite fun one, which... Oh, sorry. <laughs> I have three choices for favorite fun one, and I, I, I'm foregoing Drippy Blood font because uh, I, I know, because mm. as fun as Drippy Blood font is, Regardless of the color they use. Goosebumps and Garbage Pail Kids, I don't think used red the way that horror movies in the 80s did. By the way, that's the title of my autobiography, Goosebumps (laughs) and Garbage Pail Kids. (laughs) I also like old-timey Western, like the saloon door, like big, tall, thick, but those Mm. it is impossible to read from any distance. They're all wearing hats. All the letters are wearing hats. (laughs) (laughs) And I think my favorite, simply because of the... I th- I think it's beautiful. I think it's silly. And I like the idea that somewhere there's an actor who is so gung-ho that they use it as the font on the front of their headshot. And that is the, it's made of marquee lights. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> I love the, it's made of marquee lights font. Specifically the one that's not oh. just little circles. The one that's like big, thick blocks 
with the negative space in the middle is the little circles. Oh yeah. Like kind of Chicago font, right? Or is yeah, exactly. This, yeah. yeah. It's like the, yeah, the yeah, yeah. Chicago. or the Ghirardelli sign in downtown San yeah. Diego. There's just something wonderfully steampunk about that too. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I th- that's what I want to be my fun one, but it feels like we have landed on one that is not a surprise that all three of us, our Venn diagrams all kind of cross over in one spot. And that is the unobtrusive yet beautiful improvement upon the 1890s grotesque uh, when it was created in the 1950s. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it feels like that's, and it's the most American of fonts. That feels American like the typewriter. winner. Oh, no. American typewriter. <laughs> Shout out to American typewriter. But no, I, um, does everybody think it's Helvetica? Yeah. Special shout mm-hmm. out to our boy Futura. Special Futura. shout out to our boy Futura being on the moon. Thought you could do it, Futura. But turns out yeah. any association with Nazis is going to kick you out. <laughs> Too bad. <laughs> Not Jewish enough? Well, this podcast is half Jewish. So take that. People of the world, the greatest font, the best font is Helvetica. Look at it. Just look at it. And to look at it is to know peace and to know happiness. And hey, if there isn't a book printed entirely in Helvetica, let's get on it. What if we did it? I've got my mom's curtains. We can use it to make the cover. We can make our own book that's Helvetica. How about that? Because it's the best font. And all of you design people who know better, sorry. You signed an implicit contract when you started listening to this podcast that what we decide along with our guest, the great Laser Melina Weber, multiple time guest, multiple, not Rushmore multiple. guest. Going to get the green jacket. Yeah, getting the green jacket. Yeah, just as soon as I get my royalties checked out. Yeah. If they agree and it is coming, <laughs> the, the jacket is being held, the deposit is the royalty check I am owed. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> If they have come on this podcast and blessed us all with their presence to decide that the best font is Helvetica, then guess what? It's Helvetica asked and answered. Amen. I slapped my leg. Are you okay? Oh, God. It's, it's okay. It's going to bruise. It's going to bruise. Ooh, yeah, that was hard. I didn't realize how strong I am. Laser, not only are you here because you're a fantastic podcast guest and you have many wonderful yeah. things going on creatively, but you are working on a new voting initiative. Please tell yes. us all about it. I want to tell you about it. So this is a thing that I've put together with some pals called the Giant Voting Mixtape, where you, you, yes, you can go to justgiving.com slash please vote. This is a fundraiser for the Voter Participation Center, which is doing incredible work in getting out the vote to folks who have been traditionally underrepresented in the vote, which, as you probably know, the people who are super represented in the vote are older folks and older folks, people who are old um, and white. Um, So so this is a a really, 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 really great organization. They're doing really good work, um, especially getting people absentee ballots and making sure that it's not completely screwed up because of our current government. Um, so yeah, we're trying to raise some money for them. And in return for your donation of any kind, 50 to 60, over 50 incredible artists have donated music and comedy to this mixtape. So you will get tracks, some of them exclusive debuts from amazing people, including my band, The Double Clicks. We wrote a song called Vote for Joe, which is an unenthusiastic endorsement of Joe Biden. <laughs> uh, we, uh, there's music by your friends Paul and Storm. There mm-hmm. is exclusive track from Mark Marcherin, which is a stage name of the creator of Homestar Runner, which is a, a predecessor to Strong Bad music, which is incredible. You've got Joseph Scrimshaw, Kirby Crackle, Megaran, MC Lars, Megathruster, Molly Lewis... Amy Vorpal, like there's, it's freeze pop music. There's a, a new remix from freeze pop. John Scalzi dropped a song on there, which is incredible. Jonah Ray put a song on. The whole list is at justgiving.com slash please vote. And I would, and it arrives on a 75 disc set. Yeah. It is digital. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and um, yeah, we're hoping to raise some money and you can also find out information there about how you can register to vote and hopefully get your absentee ballot and all deadlines are coming up. The first ones are right in the first week of October. So please, please, please 
try to get your, your ballot in or your registration in and try to get your absentee ballot as soon as possible and vote as early as you possibly can. Please, 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 for the love of all that is important. Thank you. Vote, 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 <laughs> vote. And oh, vote. vote. Yeah. It's one of my favorite things to do, especially if you can do it from home because you can like spend time Googling all your local candidates and like find your local reporters who have been doing yeah. all this work all year and they go to mm-hmm. all the city council meetings and there is always some like weird stuff that you can find out about. Like <laughs> right. at, at some level, there is like a weird harmless election that you can like read up about and be like, what is happening? And it's just <laughs> as a former like city hall reporter in a small town, it is always the best to just like start Googling candidates and be like, okay, what's... I'm sorry, did you just drop that right at the end because you knew we would ask you a million questions about <laughs> yeah. it? Yeah. Former no. city hall reporter in a small town? Yeah. No, that was my last real job is I, I wrote, I was the only reporter in Tualatin, Oregon, and I went to every city council meeting. Um, it was great. Right after wow. I left, I think the mayor got um, indicted for uh, <laughs> money laundering. because The mayor couldn't have done something newsworthy while you were there? That I know, right? Yeah, really. I mean, Wait till you was, leave to have a scandal. He was just dipping to go like see his girlfriend somewhere or something. It was great. Um, it, <laughs> the, the small towns are the best. And uh, But find out about your local elections. Find out if you're in a place where you could flip the Senate. Find out all the stuff. Go to vote.org. Also, justgiving.com slash please vote is going to have all that information as well for you. So please, 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 please. It matters. Amen. Well, thank you for coming on the show and for A, for promoting that and B, for helping us to determine once and for all, definitively for all time. Real quick, before we wrap it up, I did find a very brief graphic that shows just a few of the companies that use Helvetica in their logo. Oh, okay. Panasonic, American Apparel, Jeep, Toyota, JCPenney, Post-it, Tupperware, Scotch, Oral-B, Toyota, Caterpillar, GM, Kawasaki, Staples, National Car Rental, Skype, Energizer, Sears, American Airlines, Avion, Target, and Microsoft all use Helvetica as their logo. So yeah, it's the best one. This topic is closed, but there are many more to discuss. So please reach out to us on Twitter or you can email us. We got this podcast at gmail.com or talk fonts at the Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash. We got this podcast. Thank you to producer Ken Plume, researcher Kate McManus, graphic designer, Uri Kelman and QA engineer, Jen Alba. And thanks of course to our musicians, Jonathan Dinerstein and Mike Furman for our score and theme song respectively. And thanks to you, the people of the world. For giving us a chance to sit here with our dear friend Laser for a very good cause who is here to tell us to go and vote and to talk about fonts with us. And we always love talking to them. Thank you for being here, Laser, and to all the people of the world. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. For Hal Lublin, I'm Mark Gagliardi. And for Mark Gagliardi, I'm Hal Lublin. Don't worry, everybody. We, we got, got this. this. We got this. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.